So here I am. It is, as it'll say here, it'll say like February 18th, 2021. And it's one of those days where it's like, oh, well, I'll just wake up and I'll like do my dish washing thing and I'll do the read to kids thing and I'll, you know, like be buckled up to just like have a good time, right? It's a Thursday, like there's nothing better than being like, hey, something's going on with Mars today probably, or like, you know, it's it's a Thursday, so it's like a sunny kind of day kind of day, or like, hey, how about I make some almond butter and just like make things set up so it can be helpful, right? And then I don't know if a household is like the same way like this for other people, like other parents that have kids with special needs. But it's like, do you just like wake up and do life and think it's gonna be awesome? And then like partway through the day, you're just like wondering, you're like, what, what happened? It's like, it's like, I thought that I set myself up for success today. I thought I did all my routine stuff. My self care game is good. Like I thought we could just do this, right? And then it's just like constantly being, hitting at this brick wall experience where it's just like, it's like nothing I can do to try and like organize or schedule in the day it's like nothing makes a difference to make it so this one said child may like just like have a little bit more ease so that they don't explode and don't feel like they need to become some kind of tyrant crazy tantrum baby child alpha like crazy and and just be so like completely unresilient with the life circumstances that it's it's time to say sorry to somebody or that it's, you know, it's time for certain things to be sleepy and not awake right now. You know, that's the term I use when it's like certain toys need to be put away because they're just causing too much contention or certain tools need to be put away because they're just not contributing to helping the situation where one person wants one thing and another wants another. And so it's like, let's just put it all away until we can figure out us as people being one person in front of another rather than us as people being trying to then have this other added you know factor of trying to then be able to share this item that they don't know how to share yet because they're just not mature enough right and then it creates too much of that contention immaturity kind of style of life anyways so here i am just like living my life where i am just trying to process it's like I was trying to figure out what I was going to do about this because, you know, I started with this little podcast thing of like my side of the mountain, just kind of having fun with reading a book that I like. Great. And then I just kind of thought, well, let's move on with the day. And then it's like I try to move on and then there's just these roadblock experiences where it's just like I don't know how to push through these kinds of things. Like I just feel completely illiterate and unexperienced with knowing how to help with these kinds of people, right? It's like when I was a, like a recreation leader, I used to love when all the results came in of people that registered for the day that would just come and drop in and there would be all these lists of people with all of these conditions that they were diagnosed with, whatever, whatever, whether it was ADHD, all of these kinds of things. And I would literally be so excited every time I saw that somebody had like a diagnosis of something. I was like, oh goodness, how much fun do we get to have today to have this little variety need of being able to enjoy these people for the special needs that they have, right? 
and be able to create a day that will be able to welcome and accept them and, and be able to create this beautiful experience of actually enjoying them. Um, because actually I did. Like I always, I always like pinpointed certain friends in my life and I was like, why are you so awesome? And then I'd find out, oh, they were diagnosed with ADHD. Like that's so cool. Like it was always this pattern, right? It was like I always made best friends with people that had ADHD or, you know, some kind of diagnosis. Like there was just something about them that I just loved so much. And then later I found out they had a diagnosis of something, right? And it's like, man, that is so cool. And so it's like, that's what it's like when I'm peers with somebody with special needs. And then now that I'm like a parent of somebody with special needs, it's like, holy smokes, this is completely terrifying, right? It's like terrifying to the point where it's like, I get it. Like there were certain times in my life where I would hear about different moms that would estrange themselves from their kids. Like they would just leave. They would basically divorce their kids. And then they would leave their kids with the, with the dad or whatever. And, and I, whenever I hear about these instances, I was like, no, that is not true. Like that didn't actually happen. And then when I find out it actually was the truth, I'm just like, that is just like the most wrong thing that I've ever heard in my life. But then I get into these tizzy moments where I'm totally tizzied out. I'm just totally like, you know, at the end of my wits and just feeling like I get it. I have total compassion for these people that just become so alone and frustrated and like isolated because like it feels like nobody in the world will understand how much stress and burden they have on their shoulders to be able to somehow... Um, not just survive the day, but somehow find any level of feeling like any sense of accomplishment or any feeling like they're living their mission or any feeling of like their quality of life. It's just like awesome, right? But like, but instead it just feels like they're just constantly being pushed up against this wall and, and it's almost like bump shot. It's like, as a kid, we used to play this game where it's like, you have these tennis balls. And I don't know who came up with the game because it's a ridiculous game that's just a lot of pain, where you hit the ball against the wall, and if it double bounces or something, then you have to go and put your tummy on the wall, and the other person gets to take a bump shot at you and tries to hit you as hard as they possibly can with the ball. And then you have to be brave enough to take it without crying, and then you go and play again. It's like, that's what I feel like my life is, where I'm constantly not sure when my ball is gonna like suddenly then be like a double bounce and then I'm gonna have to be tummy against the wall and somebody's gonna have to take a bump shot at me, right? It's like, I just, you know, and, and it's like, but at the same time, it's not like uncommon things, right? It's like really, the things that get me the most, like my big triggers are like, hey, when I'm feeling impatient. Basically, it's like, People are not getting along and they're unwilling to want to get along. And um, and then basically it turns into this thing where it's like I'm trying to offer some ideas for us to somehow move forward from a situation. And then all I get is unwillingness where it's like, oh, well, let's do this. And they're like, no. And it's just like, I'm like, excuse me? Like, since when did we have this culture where you say no to the people in charge? Like, like it was never that way for me growing up. Like, honestly, maybe it's because I had some good leaders in my, in my life, but it was like if a grown-up or an adult or like a teacher or somebody ever said, this is what we're doing, you don't say no to them. You know, like there's consequences if you say no. One, dishonor. 
Two, disappointment. Three, it's like, are you ridiculous? Like, are you seriously that immature that you are ready to say no to the person in authority who is the person that is in charge of your well-being? For your food, for your clothes, for your shelter, um, who is breaking their back for you so that you can have any sense of a livelihood. You know, like that was always ingrained in me ever since I was little. So it's like if one of my parents were like da da da, it's like yeah, like I'm I don't agree, but I'm gonna go along with it because I have enough respect, right? Like I respect your position in my life, and so like sure, right? So it's like I understand that not everybody has that makeup though. Like I understand that there are people that that maybe just come with this this alpha kind of mentality like oh well if somebody says something i'm not just going to go along with it i'm just going to be this independent person it's more important for me to feel like i can have my independence than it is for me to be close to others like now i know that now that i've been studying all about these different attachment style things and you know like where different people are at at different stages in their life and so i'm like okay so like, what do I do, right? It's like, what do I do when I have this person with this like attachment style, basically avoidant as a child when I'm a parent, and then basically they're taking on this like full ownership of alpha mode. And then what do I do as a parent? It's like, all I can do is keep taking charge in what is mine to take charge of. And I still have to like process through like bad habits of the past of like different examples that I've had where it's like, you use fear or you use pain or whatever to inflict um, your ability to influence another person to, to do what you want them to do. And it's not like that's what I want to do. I don't want to endorse that kind of future, right? So it's like when somebody says no, it's like, uh-huh. So let me just think about this for a little bit. First, I'm going to pray about it to be like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> like, um, And then too, it's just like, I need to do some self-soothing and figure myself out so that I can somehow get into a place to like approach this again. Because I realize like I'm very avoidant in that way too. It's like, I, I hate conflict. I hate confrontation. It's hard enough for me to speak up, let alone then have the confrontation back to me of being like, hey, no. Like, I don't actually believe in what you say because I don't respect you. Like, and I know, like, I know that they're really not in that place. Like, they're not adult enough to actually believe that they don't respect me. They don't honor me. They don't, um, they don't care about all the work that I've done to take care of them, whether it's birthing them, clothing them, feeding them, um, helping make sure environments are clean or, like, doing special things for them so that they can wake up every day and have something to do, you know, that because they have been welcomed into this space that I'm like breaking my back to be able to offer space for them to live here. And it's so it's just like, I'm just processing what is this life mean to me? You know, like what am I going to do regardless of whether other people agree with my choices or not? whether other people agree with how I'm gonna lead out. And so I'm just like trying to somehow get any level of clarity about that. Okay, so I am in the process checking in with my sis because I am getting ready for a snuggle sunrise. And it's a glorious thing because it's like a symbol and like 
one of these things in the week where it just feels like everything is just dandy, right? Which means a lot to me because being a person that always had Saturday be like my favorite day of the week, it, it just makes sense that I start the day with um, a very solid intention to do a sunrise schedule and do just like do a day where I can just do the things that I love to do best whether it's sunrise snuggles or making juices or having some good wholesome recreational activities and just ending the day with really nice family playtime and family bedtime type of things and just making time for all those things that would go rushed throughout the week and so it's just like such a treat for me every time I come back to this time of the week and be like oh here we are again. Like, what a delight. So, in thinking about that, I'm also in the process of just pondering on some of my best case scenario ideas. So, for example, I was just kind of starting the day with an intention. And one of my intentions was just building a day that would be like the ideal kind of day, right? It's like basically pinpointing and naming each of the people that are closest to me and then saying, what would the best day of their life look like? You know, in, in a way that I could influence in any way, um, if I could be of influence of any sort for their good, right? To like conspire for their good. So then I was thinking of this one person, I was like, oh, okay, well, if I have this person in mind, this would be like their ultimate day. It's like we'd start the day, this would be like an every day, or it could be just like on their birthday, or it could just be on a Saturday, right? Just because Saturday has a little bit more freedom that way. And so then it's like, oh, well then we would just start the day. And we would start the day together, just having quiet talk. And then after we would trickle into like probably some sunrise yoga stuff. And then we would trickle into like a sunrise walk. And we would have little packages ready to deliver to some of our closest friends. So we could drop, drop them off and just be happy to deliver that as we like walk and talk in the sunrise. And then we would come back and we would have like good wholesome food that we like and enjoy whether it has something to do with like queso and dip or has something to do with porridge or something to do with like blueberry smoothies or like any other favorite kind of smoothie ice cream type of stuff or pancakes or like um or like sauce and wild rice kind of things and like soy sauce and like um and then we'd probably trickle into like chopped fruit later on and have like salad, like fruit salad kind of bowl, as well as just like moving on probably into noodles or, you know, just, and then we would probably trickle into like watching a bunch of food shows because those are fun. Um, and, and then throughout the day it would be like, oh, we would probably intersperse it with a lot of like David Bowman stuff and Latter-day Kids stuff and like just take the time to like do those things and draw and do those things and talk and do those things and like whip out some new like art supplies like every day or, or you know in each time we did something like this it would just be like a new art supply each time so we could add different kinds of textures and like um, different picture type things that would be inspired by like practicing with new materials on each like page of this like notebook that we would just have like this endless supply of notebooks to be able to fill up so like those are some like that just covers like probably two quadrants of like the child and youth program and then like there would be like the third and the fourth which would be like all the intellectual stuff and then we would just go all 
research style and just like make we would either do a lot of researching and find a lot of answers to questions and or we would make like a keynote or a page to kind of just like gather a bunch of the ideas and imagination that we've already thought about or we would probably do some home designing or just like or we would just do straight up notebook and like all these art supplies that we would actually be able to like use and not feel like anything's missing and it's just all there so like those would be some ideas but it wouldn't just be like that it would be like that's what it might look like in the winter time like if we were to do the same kind of day in like springtime for example we would probably trickle in a lot more you know like finding gifts in the garden and like making little spaces that are just carved out for that individual person to just do their thing and it's pretty much titled off and being like this is their zone like nobody else touch it. It's just gonna stay the same today as it will tomorrow according to how they want to change it. And it just becomes their like archeological site to just do their thing. Um, so that would be kind of neat, like to just trickle in those things. And then also we would probably do things with some bird feeders or you know, just other kinds of fun things outside just because that's like my jam. And thankfully, like with a lot of the people that I'm closest to, it's pretty easy for them to be on the same page with me with my jam of liking to be outside and go on outings and just like do that. I don't know if it's because I'm so passionate and crazy about it that I kind of ignore whether or not they want to or not, um, or if they're actually genuinely interested in it. Um, I have yet to find out, but I'm just all gung-ho about the gifts in the garden, the, the gifts in the cottage, like whatever it is, right? Because I really do. I totally believe that like I go to sleep every night and Heavenly Father is like wrapping up all my Christmas presents for the next day and he's planting them all around me, whether it's through angels or through friends or family or like they're just like presents wrapped up in their hearts that are ready to like offer and like offer to me in like service or in time or or just in like hugs or or whatever and I just feel like it's up to me to turn on the lights every day and so that's why I'm just so passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ because literally it is the only thing in my whole life that I've ever found that helps me to turn on the lights so it's not just this like dim candle that's slightly flickering every once in a while it's like full spectrum UV light from the actual source of the sun, kind of a light, right? Kind of like they talk about in the first vision where it's like, I saw a pillar of light directly, you know, whatever the quote is, right? And and it's like, it was like brighter than the sun at noonday. Like that's what they described it as. I was like, yes, that is a perfect description of what it's like when I feel like I have all these presents to find and I literally need to tap in to the brightness that is beyond the brightness of the sun at noonday and and tap into that source that it comes from right it's like i can't afford to live a christmas day barely you know finding maybe two out of 200 presents because i'm like fumbling over things trying to find it with a candle when i could just turn on this huge light switch which is basically like you know like if i were to draw a picture of this it would be like this light switch this huge light switch and then there would be like rays of light coming from the light switch and every ray would basically have like different pillars of things that i could do in a day to help me turn on the lights even brighter you know whether it's scripture study whether it's prayer whether it's like doing my family history work or whether it's like 
taking the time to communicate with people that are closest to me and just like have like a testimony share kind of experience where we just kind of share with one another some of our favorite meaningful things that we've been learning in our hearts, in what we've been learning in our personal lives, and just like have a big reflection share of like what's been meaningful to us this week and what, what are some lessons that we learned from those things and what, what do we want to move forward doing anyways. And so like that's kind of some of my perspectives there. Um, so that's why, you know, Gifts in the Garden is such a special thing for me because it's almost like one branch of one way that I can feel like I can be doing that um, in, in a very tangible kind of way, you know, because I understand my whole light switch analogy and my whole like turning on the lights brighter than the noonday, like it's kind of something that's a little bit more metaphorical and probably I won't be able to have that conversation with the people closest to me until after they're 12 or something like that, because it's just so far out and beyond like probably their developmental capacity at this point, but either way, it's still something that I love. And I, and I like to be able to go there in the gifts in the garden analogy, which is a lot more easy to, to have instant results with and, and be able to then talk, start talking about that and start that conversation. So I love that. <clears throat> and then, and then we would trickle into all the wild crafting. Oh, all the wild crafting. And we would create all our bouquets and like, just, just have a great time, just like exploring and just talking and just noticing different things. And just doing that on like a daily basis and just like revisiting certain nature spots like every day and seeing how it evolves throughout the season of the the maturity of these plants like from day one all the way until the time when they die and they go the way of the earth, right? So it's just like so exciting to me. Like I like never knew how much I love science until I became a mom and decided that every procedure, every step of my day as a mom is so scientific to me and I love that. And so then there's the other part where it's like, oh, then we would tap into the social stuff. We would make sure that like basically every activity that we can engage with, it's a very teamwork kind of style, very encouraging kind of style, very um, just like harmonious as much as possible, right? Like we would do a lot with music. We would do a lot with art. We would do a lot with physical um, exercise type of equipment and kinesthetic kind of activities. And we would just do a lot in this idea of like, yeah, we would just have a lot available so that nobody would ever have to feel like they needed to share something. They just literally had their own of anything that they were wanting to use. You know, everything from like musical instruments to like art supplies to like kinesthetic kind of um, equipment. And we would like, you know, surround ourselves with different opportunities to go and visit and spend time with individual people that we would feel inspired to want to minister to, right? And and we would have a great time doing it. Like I just loved my favorite ministering moment this past summer was when I just kind of got this kick in my head. Like I just want to minister to people, but the only way I can minister to them with the regulations that are about right now is basically going and weeding their garden. And basically to do it, you know, and just do it, right? Um, Like, I can do that, right? So then I just kind of sent out a big, like, letter to everybody that I knew to say, hey, if you want some help with yard work, I'd be happy to come by with my crew, and we'd be happy to help you for an hour or whatever, like, regularly in a week or regularly throughout the summer or whatever. And then I got this reply from somebody named um, 
I'm not gonna say her name, but somebody, her name, and her name has like letters in it, and and it was neat because I knew of of her from like different people, like one of my friends, her mother-in-law is that person, and so I was like, oh, well, totally. And then I have another friend who is like good friends with this person too, like is always like buying their products because I guess they make soaps and do other things like that. So I was like, oh yeah, totally. So then I decided to go and meet her at her place and she gave me a tour of her garden and you know, there was lots of peas there, there was lots of like lettuces and she just was so open. You know, like this person that I had only ever seen maybe at the farmer's market and I just saw her face every so often, every week and saw all the products she would make. Like I just kind of glanced over her every time I saw her there. And then here I was in her yard, getting to know her garden, getting to know some of her real concerns with like health, whether it was herself or her husband, so that it made it so they literally could not do their weeding at the times that they needed it done. And it was a, it was a concern for them. So it was just so sweet that I could be of any help to alleviate that because clearly we have so much energy, right? And I just, and we had this lovely conversation about how I just feel like this is the way it should be. I kind of have a feeling that this is the way that it was for centuries, right? Where it's like, you know, the parents raise the way and then they get old so that they can't do the big jobs that require a lot of energy. So then their posterity, their littles, their grandkids, their kids are the ones that take over and just, you know, take care of all the other heavy lifting because they can, you know, like they have the energy, they have the strength, they have the health that the parents have given them because the parents have lived a life which has empowered these children and grandkids to be able to be healthy, right? And then it's just this full circle experience where they're just constantly serving one another. And so as I was helping her, like a part of me was happy that I could, but then another part of me was like, well, where's your kids? Where's your grandkids? How come they aren't here helping you already? And it, it, it just was a sad moment for me to realize like this is where we've come in our culture where we, we kind of just like move away from our families that need us and we lose touch with their needs like to the point where then they need to reach out to neighbors and community members and they're closer to their friends than they are to their actual posterity or their, their, their um, ancestors or whatever who, who are the ones that are get the honor to be at first dibs to help them right and and so anyways it just kind of dawned on me I was like man I just want to be so much better in this category I want to set the example for myself to just be that much more village vigilant with my own family members and then also like it just got that bug in me to be like yeah if I can help I'll just do it right and so this last week we had another fun ministering moment where it was like hey there's this person that I feel like could really benefit from just like a, hey, how are you kind of time. So then I just kind of decided to make a bunch of fries and like make a package and like just put in some extra special stuff into this like package for them. And then we were on our way out, except we got to a moment where I realized, I was like, we're going to go on a super long walk and we're not properly clothed. You know, one of the big problems is we don't have coverings for people's fingers where they will need coverings because it's it's hard enough to already just be in the backyard without coverings on our fingers. There's no way that a walk would make any sense without coverings on our fingers. So then I just hunkered down and I was like, well, I've got felt here. I've got tracing that I can do and I've got needles and scissors. Like I can just whip up some mittens in like an afternoon, right? Like, like we've got time. 
And so, you know, I finished one pair of mittens and then I finished another pair of mittens. And by that time I kind of petered out. I was like, uh, I'm kind of tired. Like I, I kind of need to conserve my energy for the rest of the day <laughs> to be able to then to like- do like all the snacks of the day and the dinner stuff and the cleanup and the bedtime, all of that. So I was just kind of yeah, like, I think I'm just kind of done. But then like one of my other family members was like leaving and they were maybe going to pass by that house anyway. So I was like, could you just bring this to their doorstep? So that I don't have to like haul me and my five little people with me <laughs> to try and do that. And then they're like, oh yeah, totally. I was like, oh sweet, <laughs> right? So then that happened. And then I got this reply like later on in the day and they were just over the moon. You know, like they were so touched. And it was sweet because really the things that I put in this package were just simple basic stuff, right? Like nothing that they've never seen before. But it was just that it was like maybe packaged in just the sweetest little way or maybe it was just given at the exact right time so that they could just feel like oh somebody else cares enough to want to do this right and so that they could feel that exchange of love to just penetrate their heart a bit because I just could feel of the drain and exhaustion in their heart to just make it feel like almost that they had to create this like tin protection around their heart so that they didn't have to constantly feel like the world was against them kind of feel and so I just kind of felt like well what if we could just put together some of the things that we have anyways and just be able to offer it just as a gesture of like encouragement right so then we did and then we just got these replies of like just outpouring of so much gratitude whether it was vocally verbally written and just like you know to the point where one of the children in the house just like wanted to be on the phone to personally thank that exchange and I was like oh goodness this is so sweet and tender like I am so glad that it meant anything to you guys because clearly all of the stuff that we gave to you was very much just basic everyday kind of stuff but it was just a gesture of encouragement basically saying hey we care enough about you that we just were thinking of you and here are some things that are relevant to our lives right now if you want to take it or leave it go for it or not and Anyways, it was just like a very neat experience of being like, yeah, I love ministering. I just do. I just love it so much. And so, yeah, so that's like kind of some of my ideas of like, just like a grand scheme, best day ever kind of thing. And then, because like one of the things that started me on this tangent was like, okay, what if I could pinpoint some of the best favorite things of this said person that I'm close to? And then what if I could also pinpoint some of the said worst things of their life that just put them into hysterics um, in to a way where they become completely unregulated in themselves, like totally disoriented and totally like out of control in their own space of like, even in their own skin, they're just not comfortable. And so then I was like, okay, well, here's all the best case scenarios. And then what's the worst case scenarios, right? So then when I started thinking of that, well, then it's just kind of all the opposites, right? It's like if we started the day and instead of sunrise yoga, we just kind of like started yelling at each other or something right like it would just be the opposites right or like instead of going on a walk we just kind of just like hung out in our jammies and just kind of just just waited for the next opportunity to be mad at each other or something and then like the other opposite is like oh if we were trying to eat something but instead of having all the favorite preferred kind of foods we would just have like 
emptiness, right? Like we would just have empty shelves, right? And and it would just be like this this stress, right? And then like the opposite of maybe like instead of having David Bowman's and like Latter-day Kid type stuff and like those kinds of opportunities, we would just have like paper, you know? Like we, there would just be nothings, right? A lot of nothings. And then instead of like um, being able to have things like intellectual stuff like being able to research and being able to think about things and use different supplies and equipment and like um just be able to like play with music and art and things instead of having those resources it would just be a lot of nothings right (laughs) or like or um like instead of being able to minister and have people in mind to want to like serve and see and 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 doing these teamwork kind of things it would just be a lot of like alone and nothings and like and or even worse than that it would be a lot of fighting and a lot of this feeling of like hey like what what's going on because like I love my family members but for some reason I just feel like I need to be screaming and hitting them and whatever right so it's just like those are some very clear ways for me to see and approach my life right now in being able to see what's the best case scenarios and what's the worst case scenarios so I can somehow find this this happy medium space that yes I might not be able to do the best case scenarios on an every single day basis 365 days of the year but nor do I have to feel like it's going to be the worst case scenarios for 365 days of the year either like I can find this happy medium to be like what if I could at least do this for like maybe 50% of the time, right? So it's 150 days of the year. So it's like not even 52 days of the year where it's only once a week, but it's like triple that, right? So it's like three times a week. What if I could even just get the goal of like, what if in three times in the week we could just have that kind of a rhythm where it's just like a best case scenario kind of day, like every other day, because then I can at least have time to prepare for it and then just execute. Because that's been one of my big slogs. It's like before I had kids, when I was a teenager and I had like all the time in the world and like my life was mine because somebody else was taking care of my food, clothes, shelter, rent, um, basically all my basic needs. I could just sit there and make like Christmas cookies all day long and just spend my whole life making new designs on Christmas cookies, right? <laughs> like, and, and just do that. Or I could spend my whole life studying French. Or I could spend my whole life like knitting and sewing projects and and all of this kind of stuff. And so, and then I would have these ideas like, oh yeah, like when I'm a parent, I'm going to be able to do this and this and this and this and this. And, and I had all these ideas of birthdays, especially because I didn't get birthdays growing up. I only had birthdays when I decided I was going to have a birthday party. Cause like my parents didn't celebrate Christmas, birthdays, any other holiday except for Chinese New Year. So then I always felt like this hardcore deprivation of being like, I don't get to celebrate any festivals and everybody in the whole world is celebrating every single festival. I see them on the calendar. Every other week there's a new festival and I don't know what it is because you guys have decided not to celebrate it because you don't speak English. (laughs) So you don't even know how to read that that is a holiday to celebrate right now. So I'd be all so bitter, right? And I was just like totally unrealistic in my expectations 
but even so, it's kind of become this thing where, like, now I have this funny guilt experience of being like, oh, well, when I was a kid, I told myself I was going to be, like, this hardcore celebrator of things. And, like, I was going to, like, do the birthday things all the time. And then I think I just broke, like, when one of the kids had their such-and-such date birthday. And I had planned this, like, 40-person birthday with balloons, face painting, everything. But it just got to this point where it's like I'm like kind of bipolar where I'm either hardcore social outgoing or I'm hardcore introvert. And so I was going hardcore extrovert, 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 and it was like a day before or something. And I just broke down and I was like, this is too much. I cannot see 40 people in the same day and like feel like I'm the host and feel like I can just like facilitate that experience. And I so I just like canceled. I was like, no. We're just not going to do anything because that is so hard for me to try and do by myself and have nobody else know. And then I'm like learning from other books that that's kind of like the avoidance style, attachment style that was like coming out there where it was just like, actually, everything needs to be perfect. But if it's not perfect, then I'm just not going to do it. Right. Um, And so I've been slowly trying to heal from that experience and being like, yeah, yeah, okay birthdays, celebrations, festival type stuff, like (laughs) celebratory type experience, they can really just revolve around like a healthy kind of snack and us being kind of together in the same room and talking about our apples and onions and then just maybe just having some quiet family time after to just like be together, laugh, play some little games or just like just play our silly little like chasing laugh and be silly kind of things, right? And it doesn't have to be this hardcore event planning, like professional adult party kind of experience, right? It can just be those simple, simple kind of experiences because like I'm learning that yes, I might be able to pull off a huge hardcore event if I wasn't already in charge of like five people under the age of 18 to make sure that they're not like going on the roads, getting kidnapped, like, or just like losing themselves here, there, or everywhere. It's like, I might be able to do that, but it's like, that's not my priority right now. Heavenly Father has asked me to make sure that the people that I have birthed are like, well, right? Like the, like every day of the year, regardless if it's a celebratory day or not. And so it's like, I'm not willing to compromise the people that I've birthed, their health and well being over like some kind of hardcore project that I've decided that I'm going to commit myself to and give my whole soul to, like regardless, because when I do that, I kind of become this crazy person that's very much task-oriented and checklist-oriented, kind of like a Martha, and I forget the Mary side, I forget about faith, I forget about people and relationships, and I forget about everything else, and I just focus in on the tasks, And, and I just don't love it. I don't love doing that because I realize that I only have 10 more years left, maybe even less, maybe even four more years left of this beautiful bubble space lifestyle where I literally have everybody that I've birthed in my house. I get to tuck them in every night. I get to say good morning to them every, every morning face to face and I get to live a full day with them almost every day of the year, right? Like pretty much every day of the year. And it's like, I realized that that's not going to be my existence in like 10, 20 years. That's only my existence for the next like five years, for example, right? And so it's like, I don't want to waste time on silly little project tasks or silly little hardcore studies that I might like get myself really entrenched into or hardcore service project type things that would really just pull me away 
from really being able to focus on the needs of home and family. Like, I know that there's people out there that are so good at doing these community involvement involvement things. And I can see that being relevant to me if, for example, like one of my kids said, hey, I really like this idea. Hey, I'd like to do it more often. Hey, it's not available in our community. Then I would be like, oh, well, you just put one, two, three together, build a business, and we'll just execute it one day in the year. And so it's just this big party where we get to just do that thing, right? And it's okay because I know it's relevant enough to their needs of like imagination, innovation, execution, and just experience it, right? And it's not just me being on my own agenda doing this self-fulfillment thing that I can very clearly do in like 10 years from now. Like I can just do all my party stuff like after this special season is done and now is the time for me to celebrate in the innovation process and thought process, idea process, execution process of those that are closest to me that are like under the age of 18 and my opportunity to be this like facilitator of like helping them in those processes when they like get an idea and then they get like into the slog. It's like they get into this quicksand where they get kind of like, they like have this idea but then it's almost like it's it's more depressing that they got the idea because they have no idea because they have no resources or skills or like vision of how they can actually execute for that idea to happen. All they have is like the vocal of what that idea is and they might have like maybe a drawing of it but a lot of the time not even because like they have yet to develop the skills or the resiliency or the belief in themselves to take that idea and actually execute it to a level that they that they're envisioning because they're such good hardcore dreamers and thinkers that they they really do like like um like my mother-in-law says like reach for the stars and like basically be okay if you hit the moon kind of thing right it's like you know you just gotta reach for like the highest potential ideas that you can think of and maybe you'll even get to the moon right and so those are some ideas that i've been kind of pondering and that's like all in the process of me trying to get this room ready for snuggles, um, sunrise snuggles. So that's kind of me in a nutshell right now. And that's just like what I'm trying to figure out.